0: Hi everyone, it's Natalia again. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you will enjoy the second ever episode of the Arta podcast. This time, I had the pleasure to talk with the incredible, talented artist Ernest Chang. Just imagine that for more than a year you are working full-time on a project, a very important project, and once the project is ready, you give it away to strangers without any control what they will do with it and even encourage them to destroy it. That's what Ernest did with his entire collection called Tea & Consume. And we'll discover the mission behind it, and also what the strangers actually did with the power of art destruction. So if you are curious, listen the episode to the end. We'll also talk how Ernest's art is devoted to his community, and we'll discuss how the acceptance of the community brought him to the higher state of accepting himself as a person and as any artist. I really enjoyed to have this deep conversation with with Ernest and I hope that I can share the joy with you, so let's start it! A great pleasure to be with Ernest Chang Hello. in his studio. Yeah, which is absolutely amazing. And by the way, I love Thank to hang you. out here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And You're welcome. It's very homey Thank I you. See that it's part of you and uh, how you design it. It's also as your art. Yeah. You reach.
1: Yeah, and it's where I create and sell my art. Yeah.
0: And kind of you live here as well. I mean, yeah. I always see. You like yeah. you are here during the weekend, so yeah. it's not only place of work, yeah. but also to place of
1: fun. Relax
0: and... Yeah, perfect. Well, could you tell us a bit more about about yourself, who you are as an artist?
1: Yeah, I'm more of now a conceptual painter, but before I started out as a photographer and more like an art photographer and also a fashion photographer, but um, it became quite similar, like, all the tasks. Yeah, so I, I decided that I would open my own um, online kind of freelance art platform. Um, and then I, so I created this idea of, like, having uh, a studio and a gallery together, so that's why the name is called The Stallery, And um, I basically thought of it because that's how 1920s Parisian artists used to do it, they basically had their own ateliers and then they would sell and make art there Um, and they would have their patrons come and like see the space that they work in. So yeah, I wanted to give people more context um, as well as give people a chance to explore Hong Kong's art scene without having to look too deep like so I set it up in Wan Chai and Wan Chai has influenced a lot of my art now so yeah
0: yes and you also mentioned this in one interview that actually the community here in Wan Chai help you a lot to discover who you are and
1: help
0: help you to create your art yeah so if you can tell us about the Friends of Blue House more what is it?
1: Yeah, so Friends of Blue House is um, the neighborhood community. Um, we all sign up to be part of the Friends of Blue House, so we can help out in any way possible for the for community events in the neighborhood. And um, but mostly, I, I came here five years ago um, to this neighborhood, and I just met a bunch of. Well, I, I was freshly out of rehab um, for my drug addiction and so i came back and i found this kind of supportive um community where no one really judged me to who i am uh, or who i was and they kind of just welcomed me with open arms um especially sam who owns um the bar tai long feng um i used to live above her and so yeah like we just bonded over talking about You know problems basically and then um we became really good friends and she invited me to join um the blue house like as a community thing you know yeah um and also we did um for the friends of blue house i i did a charity event for them um, which raised money to help put infrastructure into the blue house um, and also fund its mm-hmm. peripheral curricular t- activities for the, for kids and stuff.
0: I have to say that it's so unique in Hong Kong actually to find this kind of community, like uh,
1: yeah.
0: other places, like probably most people, they don't know their neighbors, they yeah. don't hang out together, or your neighbors are so close to you, and uh, yeah. even if you Inviting other artists, like they are so happy to actually uh, explore and, uh, and yeah. the street also changed because of you. Like, um, yeah. just Thank recent you. team Tim Marsh. Tim Marsh, yeah, and he did amazing piece of art right on the corner of the street. So, this is another a great example how you are helping the area, yeah. Also, I would like to, well, most of all, actually, I would like to talk about your upcoming exhibition. Yes. Uh, so it's actually an exhibition and a social experiment in one. Yes. Uh, which is something incredible. Ooh. And I am so excited Thank about it. you. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, it's happening actually next week. Yes. Um, and it's it's your new baby yes and you i know that you work on this so so hard so long yeah. uh, and so long yeah. uh, so could you tell us uh a bit more about the exhibition
1: yeah so i started um thinking of an idea like 14 months ago about um i was very inspired by the streets i walked in in Wan chai and i just saw so much that described hong kong um like motifs kind of like um, ads that are stuck onto gates that are you know closed and the the store has been gone forever but there's just layers and layers of real estate ads and that's very Hong Kong because you don't see that anywhere else to be honest Um, and you yeah like you also see people who are playing Pokemon Go everywhere and there's this sense of kind of um I think there's a sense of um addiction to like um money and consumerism. Um so I kind of wanted to bring that out into the event and so that's why I wanted people to actually um have the opportunity to touch the art and rip it just like people rip off posters um on the on the streets of Hong Kong and then replace them with new ones. Um but here, the idea is more about well i I just kind of want to give people um a journey where they have to experience the emotional roller coaster of destroying something beautiful or not destroying something beautiful, but at least to think about it and which is what we're doing all the time to our planet and we consume and consume and we destroy things and we receive new things and we immediately take them out of the box and they're no longer new and so we buy newer things to replace them and um it's this idea that there's this endless um resource on earth but it's not true In yeah like our planet is finite and like if we don't recycle things and we don't create cycles where it's sustainable, we no longer have the resources that we have used. So I I feel like this time it's a good opportunity for people to understand, you know, that once you touch something with your human hands, it's no longer the original thing and that you have to take the responsibility for it, you know. And I wanted people to think about that
0: and it's something i think for artists yeah. as well it's so hard um to actually give away your paintings your yeah. babies yes. to strangers yeah. uh to crazy people as as me like I'm, no. I'm actually going to be there and i'm so excited about <laughs> yeah. that uh, but you are letting people to actually Touch your art yeah. and change it yeah. or destroy it even yeah. if, if they wish. Yeah, and this is something so powerful because it's not only showing but actually giving them the power to do that in yeah. the spot
1: to decide. Yeah, to decide. And yeah. this is
0: something very very unique. So I'm so. I'm yeah. happy to, to be part of it Thank and you. and I will definitely uh, you know like record also the yeah. the, the, the experiment yeah yeah itself. yeah
1: and post so, it on social media yes. which is one of the requirements on the end user license. <laughs>
0: very good, very yeah. good point. Uh, so this will be something huge and yeah. I'm sure that people will hear about this and also so your mission is to share awareness that there is no much resources. Yeah. and we should really um instead of putting the layers and layers of new clothes new yeah. um food uh, which we don't eat we are mostly like throwing it yeah, away, throwing and, away. Yeah. and and uh, producing like million Plastics. papers which we yeah. don't need to exactly we can actually be more, more resourceful and and stick to that is what we have instead of producing more. Yeah. Um so so that's the mission of the experiment. Yeah and so what you will do after the the, the show like well, we don't know what, happ- what, we yeah, have what will happen next week. Yeah. But if if the paintings will look a bit different than th- this, what it's now, what what you are planning to do? Are you planning to continue the project or like continue to actually changing it? Or that would be the final version?
1: So after the initial opening night of the um, event, I wanted to only invite a very... Um, small amount of people who could experience it because it's also a commentary on consumerism, which is like that the elites get to do all the things that they want to do while they leave everyone else to kind of pick it up, um, pick up their baggages. But um yeah, like I wanted to create the sense that on the first night I'm giving you like half an hour to touch the painting but afterwards it's done like it's no longer touchable and like you'll have to live with what you've done for forever I think so which is what we should do like I think we should all take responsibility in destroying things if we ever do destroy things I mean Picasso did say that like art is more like you have to destroy before you can create art right but i think it's also like important to know the extent of your destruction in in the endeavors of art like i mean i i so the idea was to put um layers of um terms and conditions under the painting um so there's actually seven layers of terms and conditions from whatsapp and facebook and um, like Instagram and Uber and Amazon and like all the things. <laughs> you thing...
0: had to research a lot. Yeah. terms of conditions. I
1: did <laughs> and I basically went through all of them and they really are surprisingly loose in their language and they can kind of give you an idea of how information and privacy and individuality is stolen from us like every day <laughs> like on a very mass level. And they're used to sell things to us back and therefore create another layer of consumerism and the cycle goes on and on for us to destroy. Right. So um, I think, yeah, like what I want people to do, I guess, is to if you decide to rip the painting, at least you see the truths underneath the underlying awareness that like these rules and laws of our society, of our culture, basically, if you don't go on Facebook, if you're not on Facebook in 2018, it feels like you don't exist. And I want people to know like that if you use Facebook, these are the rules that will like limit your freedom. And you should be aware. I'm not saying that it's a bad or good thing, but I think people should be aware of that. And that's why once you rip away the first layer, which is so beautiful and like like precisely painted and it's colorful and it's kitsch, and so people will look at it, but actually that's what advertisement does to us. It, it simplifies everything and makes us not think and just impulsively buy. So I want people, if they're going to destroy this brand new piece of artwork... Um, by ripping it they need to find some truth underneath it, you know, and I want to give them this duality that I Most certainly live in
0: So great um, the concept itself. I, I think it's uh, so touching uh, This discussion which it's on and yeah. on about our privacy and what the companies which we believe that they are good for us Yeah uh, they, they, they do but actually the the set through is that they are using a lot of our data to um, change to, our minds to change our minds yeah. and to simply make money on, yeah. on uh, our behaviors which yeah. they change um talking about the first layer of your painting tell us a bit more about this because i actually love the beautiful side of the yes. painting so and it's as you mentioned about the the pokemon go which yeah. is so popular in hong kong yeah and, could you tell us a bit more about about the first layer and yeah. why why you decided to go with it?
1: Yeah, so um I kind of looked at 30s, 40s, the 20s to 40s art basically and I took out all the primary palette that the abstractionists used back then and I wanted to create this sense of familiarity but also have like new ideas. So I try to um mash Pokemon Go and um real estate posters together into one image because I feel like they're both um derived from the same ideas of ownership, which is to continuously collect without an end and which is what consumerism is, like and also Pokemon is no no offense to Pokemon, but I think every year they come out with some new pokemons that you have to catch, and so there's this kind of endless endeavor, and also like like um the real estate market it 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 has gone up a lot um since before, and people are suffering from it but i the landowners will continue this growth um without regard for the people who are paying for it, because ultimately they just want to make money. And I feel like I want them to be on the same canvas because people don't see um, childish culture and like kind of societal structure, like real estate markets, same, like as same things. Um, They often think that like, Children's cultures are separate to adults cultures, but it's actually we've been brainwashed ever since we were young To want to collect like endless things and I'm a victim of that (laughs) or not victim But I, I feel like I've been told that I need endless supplies of toys and like things that will kind of satisfy my my thirst um, that's been created by advertisers and mar- the capitalist market. So, yeah, I and and I wanted to add the very childish colors into it because I, I want people to know that this is exactly what advertising does to us. It like it, yeah. It's just um, it plays on our simplest emotions, and that's why I picked kind of the simplest. Primary or secondary colors that everyone can kind of recognize and relate, and yeah like i I felt like my job for the first layer was to give people a fake sense of um familiarity but also beauty at the same time mm-hmm. that that these things, even though they seem really dark um they they, there's ways, you know, to look at it that aren't, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I think it's a great combination, and uh, it's giving you this thought. It's like, oh, you are talking about on on few of the paintings, it's Pikachu, which yeah. uh, which always associate with childrenhood and plainness and, yeah. and with with the happy time. Yes, exactly. And in exactly. the same time, it's it's also a bit dark. So yeah. this is really cool to cool to see, and Thank you. um, I will also make sure that uh, our listeners can find it. Yes. Uh, so all the ten pieces. Yay. Is that correct? Ten yes, pieces?
1: ten pieces.
0: Awesome. And
1: um, the preparatory studies.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's not your first exhibition, and. It was a few projects which uh I love personally a lot. So the first one uh which I would like to mention is the post-human dimension series. Thank you. Um yeah. and so you actually didn't mention yet that you are amazing graphic designer. So yeah. oh, you thanks. are amazing photographer, graphic <laughs> designer Thank you so much. and also painter. And all together this bring you to this Di- like different dimension yeah and cutting edge uh, and i know that you you love to use technology for yes. creating your art so yeah uh, could you tell us a bit more about about this project yes
1: of course so um i i started this project because somebody um threw me a show and wanted me to create out of what i was really thinking about last year which was this idea that we're all alone together um in our contemporary society that even though we're all connected, we're not connected, like emotionally. And I wanted the, so I mixed um, photography of um, Wan Chai night scenes um, where I went out at like 4 a.m. and there was no one. And it's surreal because Hong Kong usually has so many people. So I captured this dark, right. <laughs> yeah, empty side of Hong Kong that nobody ever really. Sees unless you're going out until 4. <laughs> but, um, you also, I also put on top of that, um, um, correctional fluid. So, like, tip X and, like, white out, basically. So I just drew on top of that in order. So it's the sense of, like, the ability for us to use correctional fluids is only achieved because of mass production. Like, I couldn't have possibly gotten a thin 0.5 millimeter correctional fluid if it if J- Japanese people didn't produce it like en masse and didn't ship it here. And so I felt like the correctional fluid represented the contemporary kind of human mechanism where we trust and it's this invisible structure that has grown and grown over the years but we just kind of take for granted. Um, and underneath it is this empty Hong Kong street scene, which I feel like for me, when I see so many people looking at their phones and not talking to each other, I, yeah, I, I have feelings that, you know, that maybe in the future, that's all we'll do. And that, that's something that I want people to be aware of. And I want them to realize that, yeah, like these, these moments, of solitude might be beautiful um, visually, but sometimes the melancholia is too much. But I'm really glad that my patron understands that and that he bought all of it, or else I don't... Yeah, like, I I wouldn't feel recognized because I felt like that series was too emotional for people. Um, But, yeah, I was in a dark place, and so I produced work that was self-aware I guess yeah during that time
0: and you are very uh, we already mentioned about the community here in Wan Chai but I think you are very close to Hong Kong and yeah. all your art it's uh, m- maybe not all but most of it yeah, it's, of it's it. about about Hong Kong and about people who are yeah. here the dark um,
1: places yeah the dark
0: places and another exhibition which I really like, and it's because I kind of recognize also people on the <laughs> Yes. Uh, so uh-huh. it's very personal. Yeah. And actually, Hong Kong is like a small, small, um, place. small village. yeah know, Everyone know each other. And yeah. This is another cool thing that you can say it about eight million people city. Yeah. Is that. Everyone actually know each other. Yeah. Um. So it's the super urban series. Um, yeah, And you again, you kind of pictured the beautiful moments with your friends. Yes. And the scenery, different part of Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, and it's so. It was so nice to look at all this, and you have amazing uh, platform. Yeah. Um, so could you tell us? Uh, yeah find it
1: yeah um so all of the art is um accessible on the Stollery website so if you just google the Stollery um or go on the com. um and also we have uh, our instagram which is at the Stollery, and my own instagram if you want to follow that which is at i am ernest chang um and i post weekly i guess but um my gallery posts more than me. So if you want to <laughs> follow at the Stallery, please go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I already follow. So I have to say, uh, Aww, of you. course, this is the thing which I'm always like uh, looking forward to to get yeah. to so, some new piece of art from you guys. Thank
1: you.
0: So to finish, I have just. Two more questions. Of course. And the first one, it's what's your art routine? Like, what would you do um, before creating a new project?
1: Um, I think usually I go to, on holiday, I travel. Um, so because most of my art is about Hong Kong and I want to see Hong Kong with as much perspective as possible, because I feel like most of the time when we live here, the buildings are so tall there are so many people the perspectives get lost and you have to find your perspective again and um every single time before I uh I create anything I need to empty my head um and go on holiday and just read books that I'm interested in and yeah mostly just read and google things um and look at images that inspire me um but yeah like I feel like every year like I've I've been starting to do one show every year so it's actually a pretty good um, timetable for me to just take some time off for maybe one two months and then travel and then come back and find myself inspired by Hong Kong again because there's so many things that I miss when I'm here all the time and that when you come back you get a fresh pair of eyes and then you realize that There are lots of things that are visually stunning and stimulating that nobody ever looks at and just passes by. And I feel like, yeah, like with a fresh pair of eyes, you can curate Hong Kong in a new way, you know, and I think that's how I make art most of the time
0: do you have like a time of the day which you like to work the most like are, yes. you, are you like the like the uh night uh, yeah,
1: bird and yeah, you are just
0: going to uh, to start to work at 4 a.m and yeah when it's the sunrise it's like oh yeah time to <sighs>
1: yeah i mean i think um when i'm on a deadline i especially for for tear and consume the the project i basically did not take a break for the past five months and I just produced and produced and produced because it, it it was so much work for the painting because, you know, I'm used to photography and I'm used to drawing, but painting is like time, really time consuming. And you really have to find hours of the day where it's quiet. So you're not disturbed by everything that's happening around you and people aren't texting you. And, you know, so you can get like a sense of peace. But, um, Yeah, so usually I just paint um, in the night, um, like, maybe from 6 onwards, and then I just eat dinner here, and then maybe I go home at 2 or something. Um, But, yeah, like, I can't just go from painting to sleeping, because I just need to, like, rest. You have too many ideas in uh,
0: your head as well. Yeah,
1: because I'm I'm mad at myself (laughs) for making a mistake or something, and then you have to think about that piece of mistake all the time, yeah. Yeah.
0: Another question. Yes. So, if you would have chance to spend one day with some super famous artist, who would it be?
1: And Dead or alive?
0: It can be even from
1: oh. thousand years. Oh my so, god!
0: If, if you want, Cleopatra. Uh, you know. Which oh okay. A artist. <laughs> Let me think.
1: That's a really good question. um Probably, like, right off the top of my head, I have to say Diane Arbus is somebody I want to hang out with. Like, um, she does, she's from, like, the 60s and the 70s. She was mostly famous in the 70s. And she did, like, collections and collections of America, like, real America painting, like, um, photographs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She just went around and photographed people who were considered, like, marginalized freaks of society People who had um, mental illness, or like she was so brave. At she that went to time. the
0: hospital to do like an entire series, yeah. right? About yeah. it. So I saw her album like a few years back, and I was yeah. like really uh, touched by yeah. how deep.
1: Uh, this I know, album is right? And, uh, I mean, by the photographs, true. when you look at them, they speak to you. Like that's lost nowadays. Like every. Thing that we take photographs of, we've already... I mean, it's already been taken a photograph of, you know? But before that, before her, nobody took photographs of these people. Nobody took photographs of people who needed awareness, who needed to be shown, you know? Yes. But she did, and she was so brave, and, like, you know, she also... She committed suicide, but... um, Yeah, like, I relate to her, because I just feel like... I'm, I mean, I'm not going to create commit suicide anymore but I just I feel like she really touched me in a way that celebrated art you know like it made me feel like I wasn't alone and like being a freak I can, something.
0: I can, I can definitely um, say that that your idea about the exhibition, like showing the dark side and and bring awareness, yeah, something what she tried to do, yeah, by I showing so. something which people want to cover, like especially illness, it's some something which you want to cover usually, and you you want to smile and yeah. to do good, but. outside but yeah um, exactly but inside there's a different different story story. and and, uh, well you're doing great job in following her uh, and giving this impact to the community around you thank you Um, so thank you so much for for, thank you time and for the amazing piece of art and I'm sure that you will you will change life of many, many people here in Hong Kong and worldwide as well. I really uh, hope so. And I'm looking forward to see you next week on yes. the exhibition. So good luck with everything. I know thank that you you, you plan all the details, the music, the, yes. the show, um, and of course, the beautiful piece of art. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it so much. Yes. Thank you again. Thank you. As our talk happened before the big day of the Tier and Consumer Exhibition, now I owe you the news, what actually happened on the day and is the entire collection gone? It was a great evening, first guests start to gather around 7pm and go around the exhibition. You could hear a cool soundtrack and the noise of polaroid pictures with the happy guests on it. All the 10 pieces were exhibited on one long wall and ready for the big night. You could see Ernest running around and saying hello to the guests. Also I could see clearly that he's not completely at ease with what will happen at 9pm, where all the guests will be allowed to touch his paintings and potentially rip it apart. when the hour zero came, Ernest was fearless and he took his glass, stand on the middle of the room, and gave the sign to start. And then maybe 20 seconds when I hear the first suddenly I could see a few people tearing and more and more guests join every second. I could see two ladies fighting about the piece of Pikachu which they adore so much they really wanted to take piece of it home. All the action was quite chaotic and after 30 minutes the artwork revealed the lower layer of terms and condition on it the urge to collect and consume one with the urge to preserve the beauty once again. Ernest proved his point about the urge of unhealthy consumption and the mission of spreading awareness about this has been done. You can still see the changed artworks as well as the prints of the original paintings in his gallery, The Stellary, until 18 December 2019 and I will encourage everyone to go and see. Thank you so much for listening and please don't hesitate to leave me a note or a comment. I would love to hear if there is any question I should add to my conversations and also what I can do to make the podcast better. And thank you so much again and wish you a nice day.